So let's chat. Episode 68786. It is a period of civil war. Rebel spaceships striking from a hidden base. I don't know, over there, you know, uptown, behind bins. But you've seen them, you've seen them. I've won their first victory against the evil Galactic Empire. During the battle, Rebel Spees has managed to steal secret plans to the ultimate weapon. A copy of Death Becomes Us on VHS. VHS? Video 2000, surely. <laughs> and there's a big one, and Metal Fella said, eat bleep, 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 bleep. And we all went and seen it and said, this wasn't as good as a script I downloaded <laughs> off the internet. You know, when you said, it's all right, Phil, I've definitely got an intro for this one. Uh, <laughs> I shouldn't I shouldn't have listened. Bleep, bloop. Welcome to Don't Let's Chat. <laughs> Oh, hello, listeners. I didn't see you there. I was doing a lightsaber uh, <laughs> against, I don't know, let's say, a dog. And uh, it, needless to say, it's dead. And so that's as good as intro as anyway to Don't Let's Chat with me, Ben Baker. And me, Phil Catterall. Uh, May 4th is Star Wars Day, just like May 5th is Tech War Day. <laughs> <laughs> and May 6th is, I don't know, Space Above and Beyond. <laughs> and and May the 7th is those Star Trek books that William Shatner wrote about how great Kirk is. <laughs> we could go all through May. We could. <laughs> but of course it's Star Wars Day because of the fabulously tortured pun of May the 4th be yep. with you, which the first person to think of that must have genuinely wanked themselves blind <laughs> with <laughs> self-delight. Or Angel Delight. I don't know. Oh, dear. One of them. Uh, so, obviously, Phil's so excited about it, he's caught up with these top ten facts about Star Wars Day. I've, Isn't I've that not. correct, Phil? No, it's not. What, 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 I've, what I've done is literally anything other than Star Wars that's happening for the next two weeks. Um, <laughs> literally anything, because... Uh, the Rise of Skywalker has made me want to not talk about Star Wars ever again. <laughs> You've come up with 10 days that are as equally as ridiculous as Star Wars Day that are happening over uh, this next fortnight. Then. Some of them more so, yes. Okay, so we'll start at what, number 10? Start at 10. Okay, number 10. Number 10, National Eat What You Want Day. Now, many of us... I believe that is every day in lockdown. (laughs) I was about to say. Now, this one is May the 11th every year, so it it doesn't move around. Some of these, Ben, move around. Here's here's some uh, National Eat What You Want Day activities. Have breakfast for dinner. Break the routine and get the kids involved. That is the three National Eat What You Want Day activities. The three. Don't eat the kids, though. That is... that is. You know what? <laughs> Eating the kids would be a break in the routine, Ben, so it meets both two and three. And if you would normally eat your children for breakfast rather than dinner, you can combine all three into one. <laughs> I know, I mean, it's cereal, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> oh, uh, number nine. Number nine. National Graduation Tassel Day. <laughs> 
Not to be confused with National Nipple Tassel Day. No, no, no. This is the 17th oh, of May. Ta- Hasselhoff Tassel. Hassel it's tassel? not the, has- no. the Hassel Tassel. There's no, there's no Tassel Hassling. That's easy for you to say. <laughs> <laughs> this marks the annual parade of academic achievement. And it celebrates, you know, moving your tassel from right to left, which apparently signifies graduating. I've graduated. I don't remember doing that at all. Who knows? I think it's a very American thing, which obviously, like all American things, we've taken over. So would you like to know who founded National Graduation Tassel Day? If it's not Hasselhoff, I'm not interested. (laughs) Wait, is it Sven Hassel? No, no, it's Tassel Mm. Depot. Tassel oh. Depot. It's a company. I hope that's somebody's name and not. <laughs> no, no. It's a company that that makes mortarboards and other graduation oh, accessories. So I'm that's... not sure you can do that. It's like right. What have we got? Oh, we've got some spare uh, spooky dorkies in that warehouse. <laughs> right, that's a spooky dorky day. Well, you can't, you can't it, do that. It's not. It is what it is. No, it works. God, number eight. Number eight. Right. This is a twofer. These are both on the 14th of May. First up, we have National Decency Day. Fuck that! The base, well, wait. Celebrating the basic get. standard of civility that every American deserves. This is an American one. Uh, so, yeah, this is all about decency. And, right. Uh, I've heard about it. I think this one might be a bit more your speed then, because the 14th of May is also National Dance Like a Chicken Day. And I think those two <laughs> sit alongside each other... Quite nicely. And if you aren't picturing Job from Arrested Development now, (laughs) well, it's fine. It's not 2004 anymore. Would you like to know how to observe this one, Ben? National Dance Like a Chicken Day. What, observe a chicken? No, Dance Like a Chicken Day. Do you know how you observe it? Okay, how... Is the dancing? You use the hashtag Dance Like a Chicken Day on social media. That is the only way that you observe National Dance Like a Chicken Day. That's how you celebrate That reminds me, actually. I was walking past a church uh, today, in fact. Mm -hmm. I was doing my... uh, Daily constitutional. Government sanctioned, uh, yes. Which, as we've heard the last episode, is uh, usually in graveyards. They had a big sign up and it said, Hashtag Christ has risen. But they'd put a space between Christ and has and has and risen. So it's not a hashtag. And I said that out loud to literally nobody. (laughs) That's not how hashtags work. Number seven. Number seven. Right. National Odometer Day. You know, it's the one that measures how many miles you've gone. So, um, uh, wh- why is that a thing? Um, well, National Day Calendar was, despite their extensive research, unable to find the origin of it. <laughs> um, they suggest that you observe it by using hashtag National Adometer Day to post on social media. That seems to be their that, default. I, do our job for it. So, because of this, it says National Adometer Day is observed each year on May the twelfth by learning a little bit about the odometer. Would you like some odometer facts, Ben? Would you like some? Oh, God, no. But, yeah, crack on. <laughs> uh, they were first developed in the 1600s for wagons and other horse-drawn vehicles. Oh, I thought you were going to say wagon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, that is. How fast can you go? I was going to say miles per wank. That's not a... Is it, it, it Miles would... per wank? That was a real name of Tales from the Sock the Hedgehog It was one of the ROM hacks, certainly. Uh, <laughs> Six. Number six, National Foam Rolling Day. You know. <laughs> foam. Foam. Okay, just a second. It's been called the Poor Man's Massage. 
It's you get some. It's, it's a little... I've been having a lot of them in lockdown. I tell you, <laughs> we're back. We're back to tales again. Um, <laughs> it's it's a it's a, a foam roller that you do. It's, it introduces mobility into tissue that's stuck together, tense or overused. It's an exercise thing. I love when your voice goes into that way where it's like, I am trying my desperate hardest <laughs> to explain this, but it defies a logical reason. The origin of this one is from 2015, and it was submitted to National Day Calendar by Triggerpoint, the company that makes some foam rollers. That foam is foam what they rollers, do. I'm guessing, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah they make... <laughs> They make some foam rollers. Uh, <laughs> number five. Number five. Uh, okay. National Candied Orange Peel Day. I mean, that's self-explanatory. No, I mean, this one actually is on, on May the 4th. They're, they're a boiled, sliced and sugared treat, Ben. And they're, they're, very, they're very popular with chefs and bakers. I'm a baker. Well, then these are very popular with you. I, I'll, I'll just check. No. <laughs> <laughs> Now, as well as as well as using <laughs> hashtag candied orange peel day to post on social media, there is as we do. As we do, uh, they've also got a candied orange peel recipe that links to a completely different site. Uh, they've not even provided their own. I mean, at least in this case, they've they've googled something and found found it. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I could have done that. It, it's literally you do the work, Marmalade. <laughs> Four. Number four, da- National Dog Moms Day. It, dog Moms Day. Yeah, you know. I understand these are separate words. Yeah, it's for celebrating <laughs> the moms of dogs, which I assume to mean people who own dogs. It, how, how to observe it, make sure to get some extra cuddles, bake up some yummy homemade puppy treats, plan for some double pampering, a pedicure for you and pause for the puppers, then take an extra special selfie with fur baby to mark the occasion. If you say fur baby, I'm not going to tell you you're wrong. You're just going to know it in the depths of your soul. (laughs) So yeah, so this is a celebration of having a dog. Um, which I mean, that's great. I miss having a dog. Dogs I, are ace. I, I, and if you do have a dog there right now, give them a stroke from me and say, hey, I could have you killed anytime. In summary, no. Three. Number three, National Paste Up Day. Again, I recognise the words individually. <laughs> so, Ben, this is about remembering the times before desktop publishing. That's what it's about. Dimly. It's about the the old way of preparing and laying out pages of a publication, Ben. Okay, that that sounds odd, unnecessary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I, I love when you see you know the old, you know the way they used to put things together oh, yeah. and old zines and stuff like that. It's fascinating, but if you didn't have to do it like that, <laughs> That's it's it. just that was... do, it's just work. Yeah, um, I mean, I don't. I imagine the same skill set is used to actually. Do the desktop publishing version of it. The, knowing where to put oh, yeah, stuff on a page. A digital form. Yeah, knowing where to yeah. put stuff on a page is absolutely a skill. I just, I'm, I'm confused as to why. You know, this is like saying. And not when I have. No, I, I, again, same here. But it's like celebrating penny farthings or something when we have like <laughs> bikes now. Oh, uh, number two. World Password Day. You know, it's the first Thursday in May, Ben, World One. Password Day. Out of interest, what's your password, uh, Phil? Uh, it is F-U-3. 
3K 0FF BAK 3R. It's smashing. I, I, you've got rid of the uh, fully booked <laughs> interactive one then. <laughs> You leave Kate Hevner out of this. You leave her out of it. Never. <laughs> anyway, so celebrate this one, Ben, by visiting passwordday.org and, no, not typing all your passwords. I wish it said that. Um, <laughs> hashtag passwords. <laughs> hashtag world password day. Um, sharing a password oh, tip on social media, changing an old password to a long, strong one, or by turning on two-factor authentication. You know what? Don't wait. Do those things yeah, anyway. Yeah. Do those things. You don't have to wait until the first Thursday in May. You can you can just crack on and change those passwords. That's that's fine. Yeah, you know, that's fine. I use my thumbprint for that anyway. Uh, ah, so good luck cutting my thumb off and oh wait, no, I'll give them an idea. Shit. Yeah, my my current phone use it doesn't have a fingerprint reader, but it does do facial recognition, so someone would have to cut off my entire face. Oh, that's worse. That's worse. Oh. <laughs> That's uh, number much one, worse. quick, number one. <laughs> number one, National Totally Chipotle Day. Is it Chipotle or Chipotle? I don't know. Anyway, it's that National Day calendar has been unable to find the creator or the origin of National Chipotle Day. It's, it's funny that. I, uh, as we all know, the inventor of Chipotle Day was Mexican Steve. <laughs> I mean, right. You know what? Never mind. Sorry. Steve. Oh, f- I don't understand. Anyway, yeah, that is that is the top best. That's the 5th of May. Yeah. Have, have, no. have some chilies. <laughs> have some chilies. Smash it. Have some chilies. When you're eating your children, when you're trying to milk your dog. Change the passwords Change on your it. dog. Change it. <laughs> <laughs> Borneo, one, two, three, four. Exclamation mark! Don't you gotta have a special character? In oh there? yeah, yes. One point. I'll see it again. It's got the rhyme. Good morning, Richard. Hi. Hi. Okay, mate. Right. Richard knows the score. Come on, Richard. Right, you've got ten seconds. What is it? Sweet B. No. Pretty B. No. Beautiful B. Oh man. Glee B. No. Beautiful B. <laughs> Where's he from? Uh, he's from Poyton. Ah, that explains it. Well, uh, that was a lot of information about days that you could celebrate out there. This is a bit like Why Don't You? Uh, yeah, or a, a reference of something that's been on television in the last 25 years. <laughs> I mean, it's been on my television. Yeah, you must have that loop constantly of the, uh, the one with Ant from Ant and Dex on going, Hello, I am from Newcastle. Here is how to make a spooky racer. <laughs> Here is how to react when you have been shot in the face with some paintballs. This <laughs> <laughs> is all the modern references. Topical as we go. Please say the following. Ah, me eyes, me eyes, I can you see. Dog on. <laughs> That does bring us actually uh, before we move on to our big Saturday vote we had the other week. Oh, yeah. Thank you to everyone who voted for it. We whittled down amazingly. People did vote for Parallel 9. I mean, I was one of them. And congratulations to Anton Deck for SMTV Live 1, uh, the bestest Saturday morning programme of all time. And as a treat, you win this lovingly fashioned mug of, I don't know, Jagger's face. Let's oh. say that. 
Don't matter. They're never going to answer his calls. Uh, <laughs> Can we not send them a Saturday banana, Ben? Can we not? And while we're talking about uh, winnings and awards and big brass cups with Jaggers' face on it, uh, is, of course, looking at the uh, history, not just Star Wars Day on May the 4th, it was also the day of the first ever Grammys, which is, of course, the better or worse I can't decide Brit Awards. <laughs> Let's go with both. (laughs) I mean, the thing with the Grammys is, you look, and it always seems to have 2,000 categories. (laughs) They do have a lot. And and they seem to retire a lot of them as well, you know, in and out and what have you. And you know what would be really interesting? If we had some sort of collated list of some of those wackier categories that the Grammys have had over the years. Drums, fingers on table. Yeah, I've got, I've got, got one. I've done it. Ten, right, fine. Number ten uh, is best regional Mexican album. Now that's this is this is on here purely because of how incredibly specific that is. Not just best Mexican yes. album, best regional Mexican album. I don't. Yes. I assume the region is Mexico. So, I don't. Yeah, no, it's mainly Mexico, <laughs> but it's like behind the cupboard. And then over by the church yard, you know, all these different areas of Mexico. And that is the thing, whenever we go through, it's not sneering. We were just looking at them and going, that's specific. You know, when we have best British group and stuff like that. <laughs> best yeah, it, Cornish falsetto would be. <laughs> Yeah, just thinking uh, of cornettos. It would be won by Jeffro. Just thinking of, of cornettos. That was all that was. Yeah. That was... Nine <laughs> best <laughs> use of a cornetto <laughs> in uh, face. <laughs> uh, rock gospel. Rock gospel. No. Rock gospel. Rock gospel to me is Cliff. I'm thinking Cliff. On a Sunday, going, hey, hey, religion doesn't have to be square, kids. You know, I've just been talking with uh, a pretty important friend of mine. You might know him as Joe Fagan. (laughs) (laughs) No. Um, (laughs) So so this, this one started in 1991. In 2007, it was changed to best rock or rap gospel album. Rap gospel. Interesting. Well, Kanye West brought one out last year, and you know what? It's all right. It's fair enough. Bad. No, well, fair enough. Good. Um, good. Eight. An eight. Uh, best performance by an orchestra for dancing. No, no only for dancing. Not for any no other reason. No orchestra for sitting. There's, that's... No orchestra for scratching your ass. It was awarded. Only dancing. It was awarded between 1959 and 1964. It started off as best performance by a dance pan, dance band, not dance band. Dance pants. <laughs> then in 1961, it was best performance by a band for dancing, and then it was best performance by an orchestra for dancing. I don't know why they made the change from from band Subtle to change. orchestra. Um, surely the difference between a band and an orchestra is just the number of people involved. Surely. Surely a number of timpani. <laughs> if you have any timpani, you are an orchestra. That is, <laughs> or a prick. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's the it's, uh, it's the specificity of that. Like, no, only for dancing. Not for anything else. Uh, seven, seven. Best engineered record, special or novel effects. The people often talk about 
before George Martin's worked with the Beatles, he was he was very in demand for making comedy records, you know, and he could make anything, you know, he could make mad sounds out of nothing, effectively. Yeah, this this was like awarded between 1959 and 1965. In 59, it was won by Alvin's Harmonica, which is them them chipmunks. Oh, okay, right. Uh, 61 and 62, they were both for Stan Freeberg albums. And then 63 and 64 were awarded for The Civil War Volume 1 and The Civil War Volume 2. <laughs> good, to, good to know. Yeah, and then finally in 1965, it was it was Chipmunks again. It was Chipmunks again. Chipmunks and War, Chip- together at last. Specifically, to tie it into George Martin, this was the Chipmunks singing the Beatles. Uh, it was oh, not God. George Martin that was the engineer on that particular <laughs> album. <laughs> I, I I could only begin to imagine what he thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, that was it. Oh. After 1965, it was done. Um, uh, where are we? Six? Uh, six, yeah. Uh, number six, Best Concept Video, which was awarded uh, for two years in total. <laughs> <laughs> the concept was, we've got a video. <laughs> so, yeah, this was awarded in 1988 and 1989. Uh, what? <laughs> Um, what it, what Best it, ideas, basically, in a video. Yeah, kind of. Which, I mean, the two times it was awarded, the first time it went to Land of Confusion, and the second time it went to Fat, which gives you an idea of what what they're... By Weird Al. What they're, yeah, Fat by Weird Al, yeah. Oh, so, so the, obviously the Genesis one is the... Yeah, all right, I kind of get it now you've said that, because the Genesis one is the one with spitting image puppets and, you know, interesting... Yeah. Number five. Number five. Best disco recording. This was awarded once. Why is this one not running? This this one was awarded exactly once. Would you like to know (laughs) what year it was awarded? Well, it must be 1977. No, 1980. 1980. God. When literally everyone was making disco records at that point, which meant it was dead. Yep. When Arthur Mullard has beaten you to it, you know (laughs) it's time to stop. So who uh, was best at disco 80 only? It was Gloria Gaynor with I Will Survive. Oh, you can't. It it has survived, literally. Yeah, but it was released in 1978. Oh. So so if I I announce in this year's Brit's best Woolpackers single, it's (laughs) all right if I include... One from 1996. So everything else. So well, okay. So it was. So the 1980 award. The 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 contenders were Boogie Wonderland, which was 1979. So fine, that makes sense. That was in contention. I will survive, which was from 1978. Don't stop till you get enough, which was 1979. And do you think I'm sexy, which was 1978. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And mm-hmm. yeah. So so it was a dollar. Oh, still massive. Hits though. Oh yeah, still radio for you know big plays. Absolutely, the point where they decided to recognise disco. Well, there you go, and then immediately stopped recognising. Yeah, yeah. We'll disco do... knocked on the door the week after, and it was like, don't, 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 I'm a, don't yeah. Number four, number four, uh, best polka album. Now, <laughs> now, now, we all know from from Home Alone that in the eighties polka was still big, because yeah. That yeah. was that was in there, and this award started in 1986. So okay, fair enough. There was I would I would have guessed more like the 50s or the 60s or something for this, but fair enough. America was still big on polka in in the 1980s. 
What's odd about this one is this award continued until 2008. Wow! Jimmy Sturr, whoever he is, won this award 18 out of the 24 times it was issued. So I'm starting to... I wonder if they discontinued this award because I'm sick of Jimmy Sturr. Sick of him. Or maybe he just, he just said, lads, I ain't got any shelf space left. I'm not going to Ikea again now. So the first one that he won was in 1987. And th- this list is just almost all him and Walter Ostenak. That, uh, that's that's the main two that are on God, there. can you imagine being Walter Ostenak and losing all them times? <laughs> well, he won... Easy Salieri. It's the Polka Salieri. He, he, won, he won 1993 through 1995, so he must have just thought, right, I've got this on lock now. Sturr's had it the last... Uh... Sturr's had it the last five, five years, but I've got it now. I've got it now. And then Sturr right. continued to win it. Bang! <laughs> Straight in. Oh, sad times for the Polka Kings. Number three. Number three, best spoken word album for children. Children, here are your word spokens for you. <laughs> Maybe they just thought with spoky dokies again. I don't, I don't know. Why are, you, no, why are you obsessed with spoky dokies at the moment? I just want some spoky dokies. Do you have a bike? I want them a sponsor. Do you have a bike? No. Well, then, what do you want? to put them on fire. Don't Not on do fire, that. I mean, like on the grate of the fire. Just number two. Number two. Uh, best improvised jazz solo. Again, oh, this God. is not. I don't like jazz. This is this is so niche, so incredibly niche. It was so niche that they ran the award for two years in 1959 and 1960, and then for the next decade they merged it into the best jazz instrumental album. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's fair enough. It's just not an area I know well enough about. But likewise, when you just hear that phrase, jazz solo, it just indicates yeah, onanism in a small club and heroin. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. I'm sure. Let's go with that. Delicious heroin. I mean, not everyone that does that likes jazz is on drugs, Ben. Not everyone. Jazz Jack Rabbit, he was mad on it. Uh, (laughs) Number one, the weirdest category at the Grammys is... Best New Age Album. Now, now, in and of itself, an award existing for New Age, fine, fine. The fact it has continued to exist up to the present day is the slightly confusing aspect of this. Did Om win at any point? No, like Smeg and the Heads. No, Smeg and, no. The, Smeg and the Heads were not involved. Um, it, so Peter Gabriel won it in 1990. Enya won it in 93 and in 97. And then Clanad won it in 99. So, you know. And then Enya. Okay, in, yeah, I'm, getting, I'm getting an idea here. I'm getting a general. 2002. Enya again in 2007. <laughs> I mean, I'm just—I'm literally just finding the names I recognise, and it's mostly Enya, to be honest. New Age for years for me was just a setting on uh, on my synthesizer that <laughs> played an accompaniment for me. Um, oh, it, it was—it was quite nice. And the newest Grammy Award goes for nicest keyboard accompaniment, <laughs> and it's Phil Castle. Live at the heroin jazz rooms <laughs> in nowhere because everywhere's been shut down. And as we all remember, uh, we were talking about Star Wars earlier. 
And I think my favourite scene is when, of course, Luke's trousers fall down and we see just a little bit of his bollocks. (laughs) Now, why do I bring that up? Well, on this day, May the 4th, 1973, Valerie Perrine became the first woman to display, and it says in brackets, on purpose, her nipples in an American network television programme during the May uh, broadcast of Steam Bath in 1973. She was seen taking a shower from the side. Only a few PBS stations were adventurous enough to carry it, apparently. But uh, apparently PBS, which of course public service telly out there in America, mm-hmm. had broadcast British-produced programmes featuring nude scenes, which in 1973, I'm like, really? I mean... <laughs> Do you remember what episode of uh, Death Do Us Part? <laughs> I mean, Where I... Alf Garlic slammed his dick on the table and said, here's what's for dinner. <laughs> See, I was thinking, was it I, Claudius? I, Claudius was 1976, so they've not even... And even then, I think you're mistaking that with Caligula. <laughs> that is what I'm thinking of. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, um... yeah, we all seen it. So, what I thought I'd do is a little bit of a quiz to end the show on about the most complaints and shocking moments on television okay. of all time. Now, I don't want it to be too dramatic or dark for the end, so what I've decided to do is replace a few of the names in the, in the featured problematic series mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and made it a bit more fun. For example, see if you can work out what I've done here. You tell me the programme this is from. Mm-hmm. 802 viewers objected to a sexualised performance by the shoe people. Ofcom are currently assessing these complaints. <laughs> that would originally the Pussycat Dolls. Ah, okay. But I didn't want you thinking of the Pussycat Dolls on the X Factor Celebrity Final. And you know... No, no, I'm, I'm always going to think of the shoe people performing that routine now. So here are specially child-friendly edits of shocking moments on TV. You just tell me the programme you think they're from. Okay. Number one. 25,000 complaints were lodged about Roxanne Pallet accusing Pob of punching her in the house. I mean, I assume it's Big Brother. Well, it's Celebrity Big Brother. Oh, I'm course. sorry. I'm sorry. Do I not get Pob the point in there? there? Pop was in there. Pop, okay. This breakfast show received over a thousand complaints after giving a platform to a gay cure therapist interviewed by hosts Mop and Smith. Oh, so was it GMTV? No, the GMTV hasn't been on for years. Oh, it's Good Morning Britain, sorry. <laughs> correct, correct. Yeah, but so that, uh, that one throws me because obviously that has also not been on for years and then it is. So. And then it is, yeah. 3,463 viewers alleged bias and defamation of character in the editing of the interview with former leader of the English Defence League, the dog from Wolf. <laughs> you, you're defaming the dog from Wolf, I feel. Um, dead now, it's like... <laughs> who, was it Channel 4 News that interviewed It was new, it was a news service. Uh, BBC News? No. ITV? Sky News. Sky News! Well done. <laughs> we'll get there in the, the end. There's only so many news. No, that's fine enough. 726 complaints were about the predatory behaviour of the contestant Will Quack Quack. <laughs> I, I can't think what show this would be, but I, I kind of want to see that now. What's the programme that everyone complains about at the moment, reality-wise? Um... 
I'll know as soon as you tell me, but I have no it idea. Was, it was Love Island. Oh, of course it was. Love Island. Yeah. You remember when Will Quack Quack went on there and went, Mom! <laughs> and then he was beaten. <laughs> Correctly. <laughs> 2,717 complaints came in when presenter Jon Snow said after a day of rallies and protests relating to Brexit that he had never seen so many pingus in one place. <laughs> Channel 4 News, I believe. Do you remember what the actual words were? Was it white people? It was white people. <laughs> <laughs> Viewers claimed Great Uncle Bulgaria's satirical take on the UK's moral panic campaigns made light of underage womble sex <laughs> I don't know I don't know but now I'm thinking about womble sex and I want it to you don't stop. remember when great uncle Bulgaria went this is the news <laughs> was it was it Chris Morris on well, brass, program. on brass eye, brass eye. It's brass eye, it's brass eye special. Yeah. Two thousand eight hundred sixty-eight complaints came in that performances by Bodger and Badger were too explicit for broadcast before the nine pm watershed. <laughs> could, could you repeat the question, please? I wish I could. Two thousand eight hundred. And 68 complaints came in yeah. about performances by Bodger and Badger that were too explicit for broadcast before the 9pm watershed. I mean, was it the X Factor? It was the X Factor, well done. It was particularly explicit because, of course, Bodger was dead. <laughs> Badger was chucking his mash around. <laughs> Creamy mash mash. In what, <laughs> in what was probably the most iconic moment in the history of the awards, Wybird stole the show in 1993 when comparing the set to Hampstead Heath and saying they'd just been fisting, then Chancellor of the Exchequer, Portland Bill, <laughs> in his anus. I believe that was the British Obviously Wrong Comedy Awards, Ben. Correct. <laughs> you remember when Wybird done that? I do remember. When, it, it ruined his career for a number of years. For a bit, for a bit. And then they had all rise for Wybird. <laughs> Finally! <laughs> the switchboards were jammed when the controversial punk band, North and South, appeared on Thames Television's talk show. But it was actually host Greenclaws who continuously provoked his young punk guests into saying something outrageous. After flirting with Croc off of Grotbags, guitarist the new Smoo called him a dirty f***er, adding, what a f***ing rotter. And then Blinky Bill done a shit on the floor. We all seen it. The end. I don't think I need to answer that one, but everyone's going to know what that one is. <laughs> it was, of course, no sweats. <laughs> well, partial success, though. <laughs> So, if you've ever wondered what day to celebrate a thing at, who might be best at polka, or who <laughs> fisted Portland Bill in his anus, then hopefully this show has been the one for you. 
Uh, <sighs> thank you to everyone who tells people about this. Keep sharing it on Twitter at Don't Let's Chat. We're on there telling people. And uh, we've got this Patreon, of course, where you get an extra episode every other week. Uh, sadly, not all of them as intelligent and well thought out as this one. It's fair. It's fair. Fair comment. <laughs> <laughs> Blinky Bill did a shit on the floor. Sorry. Uh... <laughs> so, until next time, I have been a uh, sideways look at a nipple on American television. <laughs> and I have been Blinky Bill, and I'm very sorry. <laughs> For all the crimes I've committed. <laughs> Goodbye! Bye! I'm waving. Oh, it's happened again. <laughs> <laughs>